Hey y'all, welcome back to the Rabbit Hole Show. For those of y'all who are just tuning in, this is episode 11. Again, my name is Charles, and as always, I have um, Casey here with us today. Hello. So I hope everyone's had a good week, and if you haven't listened, go check out last week's episode, episode 10, with our very first guest, Griffin Zetterberg. Griffin talks and shares his kind of side of a day that I was manic definitely a wild day so go check out episode 10 and without further ado our guest casey met him in 2015 uh, here in charlotte and reconnected last february i believe i could be mistaken but i'm gonna let him take the mic and just kind of talk about himself where he's from and whatever he wants to share with you all so without further ado uh casey yeah. Hello. My name's Casey. I'm originally from Ohio. If anybody was wondering where I'm from, I'm from Ohio, but I've been down in the Charlotte area basically since 2009. But we met in 2015 at the Dilworth Center. And we if were, anyone's looking for an hmm. outpatient place that's here really in Charlotte, awesome. go check out the Dilworth Center. It's uh, over near Ed's Tavern and Food Lion and kind of the Park Road in area. The Dilworth area. Yeah, Dilworth. So, um, and we can post something about that, but the Dilworth Center, sorry, just wanted to throw that out there, but Casey. Yeah. So, you know, at the time when we met, it was 2015, I had been married two years at that point. And, you know, I think like you was, I was abusing alcohol a lot and using that as a coping mechanism for, as I learned through going through the Dilworth Center, I was using that as a huge coping mechanism and a way to escape a lot of my problems and things that I was dealing with personally. And a lot of issues that I had. So we met there. You you were already there, and you left early. Left the program early. I did. No fault against you. We're here now. But but if I had stayed, would we be here? You know. Also, Griffin, the string theory. So yeah, go back. A call back to episode ten when Griffin talks about the string theory. Somebody needs to send him some messages. He was anxious to talk about it with someone. Sorry, that was a rabbit hole moment. That was a rabbit hole moment. But we met. Um, but yeah, I we, completed we half th- of it. We completed half of it, but I went there and it really helped me deal with, you know, a lot of the reasons I was using alcohol and, and drinking way too much and not just the alcohol, but just some of my insecurities and, and things that, um, I hadn't really talked about or dealt with and just personally like communication issues. Cause in that group, I mean, nothing left those walls and we had an excellent counselor and staff there at the Delaware Center. Yeah, but, it was great therapy. But for me, group therapy was always the best. And that's kind of what Dilworth Center is because you were in a circle and you helped each other. So you worked on your communication skills there with guys who were struggling in some similar way, some different, but it was, yeah. it was a way to start my process. Yeah. And it was really great going through that program and I learned and I grew a lot, but similar to you, there were still things that I really hadn't gotten to the root of or, or dealt with that still still lingered on. I mean, I think mental health and you're growing yourself as a person is a, a lifetime you journey. Always you're always learning and growing, so you have to be easier on yourself. But there's a lot of things that I still needed to work on, but I was in a lot better place after that. And but basically, so after the Dilworth Center, I started a business with my stepfather building mobile apps for communities and schools. Which and is awesome. And It was really awesome, but there's a lot of things that looking back on it, I obviously, I didn't handle the stress well of growing a business and that'd been something that- And that's very stressful as a young age, kind of. Yeah, and I had a lot to learn. Me and my wife were, were young still. We're 24, 25, 25, 
26 at the time. Just the stress of building life together and young being married. Marriage, and Young relationship. Yeah. So I started the business after Dillard Center with my father. And then we moved up to Ohio. And that's where you know, I'm from originally. And that's where like the headquarters was. So yeah. it made sense for me to move up there to start yeah. it. Yeah. This was post-Dillard Center. Yeah, this was post-Dillard Center. So, so you're things doing were going good, good. But still had, you know, as we'd all do, you're still going to have stuff to work on. Yeah. I mean, um, there's a lot of stuff that I needed to work on. Um, and we'll, I mean, get to that, but, but moved up to moved Ohio, up to Ohio. we found, found out, you know, we were, we weren't really trying at the time, but found out my wife was pregnant and you know, nine months later had an amazing, we have our amazing son. His name's Brando. He's awesome. Three, he's three years, three years old now. And he's awesome. Um, but yeah, I mean, but basically, you know, that we were up there for three years and it was stressful. Um, and I didn't handle it well. And there's a lot of things that I did to deal with that stress that I would love to take back and wish I didn't do. But can't do and that. that kind of, can only learn. Yeah, you know, basically, I mean, to sum up the story of, you know, kind of where I'm at now, and we could talk about kind of things that I've learned since then yeah. that I've struggled with, but I had cheated on my wife multiple times throughout our marriage. Oh, it yeah. was scenarios where I'm not making excuses, but it was, you know, I was at low points. You've I, mean, I was about, at low points and used drugs and violently you know anger and like everyone deals with their stress differently yeah everyone what some people overeat some people work out too like everyone deals and when you have heavy stuff that you've never dealt with before how do you yeah and it was something that i hadn't my wife didn't know about it and basically it came to a head where i was really trying to grow and like deal with finally deal with some of the things that i felt were holding me back in my life and also our marriage and holding her back you know, I was like, I've got to tell her you know, what happened. So basically last year I had told her that, told her and confessed that I cheated on her. You know, told that her the story. And, nope, it was not. Um, but it was something that I don't regret telling her because it's something that I had done and she deserved to know. Um, I, yeah, I agreed. So all that to say, going through a divorce now, so lots of mental health things to be aware of and struggles yeah. going on now. But I'm, we reconnected last year and it's been you know, a really amazing journey since kind of just growing and trying to learn from my mistakes and my mistakes too. grow as a person and kind of really realize what your life's going to be and what you want it to be after going through something like this. So that's basically the long and short of it. Um, yeah, well, I mean, yeah. I just want to thank you for... You know, coming on and being vulnerable and sharing your story and where you're currently at. I mean, that telling your wife confessing to that couldn't imagine, but then coming on and, you know, just, I just want to say thank you for, because I'm sure we have listeners that are maybe not struggling with that, but. It was was just a huge lie that that it just compressed itself and, and built, kept building upon it. I mean, you were stuffing it down, kind of. And that affected how I treated her and not in a, I mean, you could say probably negative, it wasn't healthy, but like in a way where I wouldn't tell her truly how I was feeling because, you know, it might have something to do with, I'm, oh, I'm, how, how do I deal with the fact that I've cheated on my wife? And, and you know, haven't and told that. her yet. And haven't told her with, and dealt with it. It was, you know, really kind of spontaneous when I told her. I mean, I would have planned it out better, but it was just after I told her, I felt such relief that finally this big lie that had been holding me back from me really telling how I felt or my feelings I felt like was off my chest. And so it felt like I kind of took my life back in a way, but it just also just sucks because it left a destruction, you know, I betrayed my wife, you know, it was a cowardly thing. Looking back on it, my biggest problem has always been like procrastination and communication. Um, Yeah. Like where just a lot of the things, if I'm looking back on, if I was able to communicate to her 
how I was really feeling or the things that I wanted or not cave in on things or not be stubborn on things, but really kind of just be genuine and truthful. My thoughts and feelings, I think a lot of the stuff could have been avoided, but like that's just growing up yeah. and, and learning. And um, getting married at an early age and I mean, still, and it's hard because you grow yeah. when you get married young. I mean, it's what everybody says, but it's true. You do. Cause you're still growing in your mentally. Yeah, and you don't really know exactly what you want from life or want it to be, and it's also hard when you get to a point where you feel like you're, what you want from life is different, and then difficult too when you have an amazing son and boy that's part of it. But, you know, also you don't want to be holding the other person back from what they actually want because you're afraid to communicate it. So yeah, that was you know that's kind of the stuff that, yeah. that I've learned you know since then and I've been trying to grow and be better at. Can't take back what. I did or what's been done, but you can it, learn, grow, you can recognize and, and try to be better. And it's nice building, going from a place where it's like, you have nothing to cover up anymore. Right. You can live your life. You can live your life. The now, burdens off the big lie, the big secret or whatever it is that's off your chest now and out in the open. And you've, you've gotten the biggest part off. Yeah. Done. You've ripped that bandaid off. Yeah. And sometimes you have to do that. Yeah. I mean, you make people make mistakes. People make mistakes. That doesn't define that person. That one thing does not define that person. As long as you learn from your mistake and grow and better yourself, that's all I feel like too. I mean, yeah. And sometimes it looks like it's a cycle. The biggest thing for me would be like, oh, I keep repeating the same mistakes. But like, I would I mean, never I recognize did, yeah. that. Oh, this was a little bit better this time, or maybe the situation was different. You just try to improve the cycle each time until it's not really you don't worry about it or think about it as much. I think there's things too where it's like you have natural tendencies to be like I'm naturally you know, I'll procrastinate or I'll I'm more of an introvert so I'm more processing things internally instead of externally like some people where I'm more externally and more vocal and yeah. in the past have been aggressive now when situations arise I've learned hey I just need to keep my mouth shut think things through in my head before I react and consequences aren't worth the risk or yeah. making that move so as a, i've learned it to be like being a man is sometimes walking away i've learned like how do you feel about that well, i mean no, i used to want to be like all right we're gonna throw hands like you're not gonna push me around you're not gonna we're gonna go toe to toe and if you put like i'm not budging Honestly, I feel like I was a little bit the opposite of you in a way, because I didn't deal with anger, really. Like, I didn't have really outward anger. Honestly, I was, I was I'm a really positive guy. I was like, always, you, would, you I always would point are. out the, the, I like to be a glass half full person. I like to see the silver linings and then also try to be grateful for, because I know situations could be a lot worse most of the time and that things are going to be fine, but also that can be something where it's a huge, like double, you know, double-edged sword where my positivity doesn't allow me to actually be aware of things. This is a problem. I've got to deal with it. Not just a good thing, but I think all in all, I, I think that's a good quality that I have, but also Definitely. it can blind you in, in a lot of ways. And also if you, the thing I learned to being married was like you, if you're always positive and you're looking at the bright side of things and not really getting down to the nitty gritty, especially when you're having those conversations and give your, your partner a significant, significant other, a false sense of what things are. Because like you're, you're not feeling. being 100% honest. And yeah, where it's like, you I, know, things are going to be fine. Like, it's going to be good. But, like, in the back of my head, I'm like, things aren't fine. It's not good or whatever. Talk about but this. I know it's going to be fine probably at the end of the day. So I'll just suck it up and deal with it. Which isn't healthy for no. you or being or honest her. to her. She didn't really know exactly what I was thinking. Like, yeah. I was trying to 
not cover it up, but I was trying to be like, hey, I wanted to be the hero or not make her worry about things. See, and that reminds me, we talked about codependency in episode nine, but it just, you saying that made me think of a girlfriend I had way back um, in the day, but I would always ask her, okay, what am I doing that you don't like? What, like, what do I need to change? Like, it was like every, like, I was just so codependent on her and worried I've got to change and be what she wants me to be so I don't lose her. Relationships. Or you build a narrative of what you need to do with your life for that person. It wasn't healthy because I wanted to become whatever she wanted me to be. And that's what it was for a lot of relations. I didn't know where I wanted to go. And also that's where conflict at because you try you do that. But then also you're like, well, I don't want to, that's not the person I want to be too. So you're trying to live two lives. Yeah. And then you grow to resent that person, which is not fair to you or them when you could just peacefully part ways if people communicate and were honest and true to themselves and did what best for them and that you'll meet that person but um, yeah and i'm just thankful i haven't been because (laughs) i'm thankful i haven't been married yeah i want to get i want to get married but because i've dated girls throughout my your life my life yeah my life but (laughs) i've (laughs) throughout my life the last decade when things when i was at my low because I didn't date in college or before. And so it was post-college when I began dating and a very traumatic death happened in college, uh, 2012, as I've talked about someone very close and that just rocked my world. And so, and I had never dealt, talked with about anything and just everything was bottled down. And those relationships were just toxic from the start because I was not, working on growing myself and working through my problems. And then I was codependent on them trying to become the man that they wanted because I found someone who liked me, loved me. And, you know, I suffocated that relationship. Yeah. So that's my two cents on that kind of, but no, I get what you're saying. It's true. And it's something you got to be aware of when you're getting into a relationship or whatever, just to know what you want and, and to do your best to know who you are and what your goals are. So but you grow in, but also to you become need to, one. when you're starting that relationship, though, you need to be clear on what you, you want instead of giving a false sense of reality, and just going with it and find yourself, you know, in a situation. And I'm not saying that's, that's my situation. No, I'm, just, I'm just we're talking in general. Now. Um, yeah, I think, but it's something I'm, I'm all that to say, I think the biggest thing I've learned from reconnecting with you and starting this podcast and, and just going on this journey is just, you know, that, that, the thing, the big, the, me confessing to my wife that I had cheated was such a big piece, a big thing holding me back, and such a big burden that once I had told her, it was a real Jesus take a wheel, the wheel moment where I, I was literally like, well, I've got to, I'm going to tell her and I've I mean, you said you that did things it are going to be fine. Yeah. And knowing that I'm doing the right thing ultimately and didn't have to deal with the consequences, but ultimately time will heal it and yeah. hold on to the Lord. Amen. I mean, because you could have continued through life. And that's what I did. And it really helped me through it. You know, I mean, it really, after that, I really was able to reconnect with my faith and not to say it hasn't been a struggle, um, like mental health wise or faith wise, just knowing what to do or how to get through it. Cause it really is day to day, a a day to day thing, kind of going through this divorce, especially when you have a a kid, an awesome son, you don't want to hurt them. So you're trying to be patient and work through it the best way that you can. But 
Um, I think the biggest thing though is, you know, I would say for anyone to get from the show is if there's something that you want to get off your chest or, or that you need to deal with, or there's a relationship that you need to end or start or, or a risk that you need to take in business or with your career or whatever it is. Or go or, see a therapist or and see, open up to somebody. Yeah. Just like you got to start you somewhere. Do you got to start spontaneous somewhere. and do it a little bit. Yeah. Like when, like I've been overweight. I didn't, you know, in 2019 when I was away for that year, again, I got up to 260 some pounds. I mean, I looked at myself and like, who the hell is this? I didn't want to go to the gym because I was, everyone's going to judge me, but how am I going to lose that? Like you just got to take a leap of faith and do it. Just yeah. rip the bandaid off. Like, cause life you might not be able to imagine after you come clean or start or whatever that may be. It could be years you dealing with it, but it's years like you're, you're saving so much time dealing with it now than later. And you can live your life. Like, you can actually yeah. start to heal from that and get the past deal with it. Deal, dealt with because you and I, I mean, two different stories, but we both have past that kind of haunted us and we have to deal with them. And, in my case, it bit us I, in the butt. Exactly. And we had to deal with it. Yeah. And life's been better since though. It hasn't been easy. Amen. It has not been easy. But <laughs> since we reconnected, it's, you know, it's been good to have you someone that knows my story prior to us reconnecting because we had group therapy together at yeah. the good old Dilworth Center. But also we've matured since then because we've Kind of had to deal and have dealt with a lot of our past and that way we've been able to grow together in our walk with um the lord uh, and also just our mental health and kind of hold each other accountable um, yeah start, really yeah but starting this podcast is i wouldn't have done this without you so everything happens for a reason and who would have thought back in 2015 you know we'd be living together doing a podcast and trying just to help people with struggles that we've been through and yeah. get people to come on and share their story. And cause it's not easy to be vulnerable, but and what know. I've heard a lot too, and I'm probably going to try doing more of is journaling. Journaling is huge. And it's Just something trying I'm to not, like put your thoughts down. Yeah, and that's something I'm not good at. But, um, when I was younger, my mom would make me keep a journal and I would write smart ass stuff. Like I went to Wendy's today. Were I you went happier? To, no, it <laughs> frustrated me, but <laughs> cause I wanted to be outside playing. I wish I would have, and it's something I need to start. And I did it sometimes. I did it a couple times in a few of the rehabs, but I there were some guys that were in the houses or programs I was in who would, we'd be watching a movie in the middle of it. They would go upstairs. Okay, I need to go journal. And they would go up for 30 minutes and then come back down. But I, I mean, that's all. That's hard for me to do if in the middle of a movie, especially. Yeah, I mean, my attention span is short. But I mean, that's cool because you can go back and, however long and just be like okay on this day here's what i was thinking and doing and see your growth yeah yeah um that's pretty much that's that's my story well casey thank you for coming on and sharing your story and just being vulnerable and talking and sharing with me and with our you know listeners where you're at and your struggles because you said you're still dealing with them so casey again just thank you for coming on sharing your story and uh, everybody stay tuned uh, for episode 12 coming out next week. Also, again, any emails uh, you want to send or reach out, the email address is therabbitholeshow21 at gmail.com. So any praises, prayer requests, 
stories you want to share, songs you would like, um, any artwork you want us to use, please just send an email. Again, that's the rabbit hole show 21 at gmail.com. Yeah. Be sure to follow on Spotify and leave us reviews. Those help. Yeah. We're just trying to get this podcast out there and share our stories and have guests on because um, we're all struggling. Mental health is a big thing. So we just want to get the awareness on mental health and struggles and be able to kind of talk about our mental health journey and where we are and stuff we've overcome and hopefully be able to help our listeners. And it also helps me uh, kind of talk about things that I've struggled with because it holds me accountable. And then as we've talked about reconnecting our relationship and just the growth we've had since we've reconnected. So um, stay tuned. I uh, hope everyone uh, has a great weekend and Alrighty, this is uh, Charles out. KC out.